Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Call Her Holy. I'm Laura Eldridge. And I'm Nicoletta Bradley. And we have had quite the time getting this episode to you, but we're here. But we're here. And our QLU this week is kind of fun <laughs> because, listen, I'm married and I love it and it's amazing. Amazing. I'm, I'm not complaining at all, but... Sometimes we're, you need girl time. Sometimes you need girl time, and we are roomies right now. Yeah, we are, baby. Come on. <laughs> I miss living with girls. I love my husband, but it's so fun when a girl's like staying at the house. I literally am living in Laura's house right now. It's really fun. I'm so. like, who do I want to live with? Well, naturally, the Caller Holy home. <laughs> Caller Holy house. Oh my gosh, should we do a Caller Holy house, like hype house? I mean, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're listening to this episode and you want to sponsor a Caller Holy house, hit Holler us up. Girl. <laughs> Caller call Holy, Holler Holy. Oh my gosh. Caller Holy. Caller Holy at gmail.com and we'll make it happen. Send your application. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you want to come hang out with us, we're having a sleepover again tonight and yeah, we're having another movie night. So. Come on over. Come it's on raining. Over, baby. It's perfect. It's perfect. Listen, come one, come all. I don't care who you are. If you don't love bundling up when it's raining, and watching yes. a movie you're not human dude we're living in sweatpants and sweatshirts right now it's amazing we have a uh, dark circles under our eyes but you know <laughs> yeah. we're thriving yeah, yeah. what are your dark circles from dude I'm not. I, no no i know i didn't mean it to sound like that <laughs> like right, who are I you no that house <laughs> y'all her freaking guest room is 100 degrees seriously like why i keep she my house so cold baby's van last night to keep me going <laughs> I went out. I was like, "I'm so sorry, Laura. Do you have a fan?" And it was like the size of my palm. And Listen, like, we this will do. We we just got our AC fixed. What's the problem? I don't know. But my room feels freaking frigid. I think every ounce of AC goes to every part of the house except for your guest bedroom. <laughs> sorry, I had an ice pack at my feet. God, no, you did not. I did because I jammed my fingers, jam- so I was using it for oh my, my finger, and I was like, "I'm so hot." I'm putting it at my feet. Random side note: If you are hot at night, put an ice pack at your feet. It cools you down. That is really funny. I read it in like Cosmopolitan one time. Okay, here we go. Here we go. But that <laughs> is not you're... what we're talking about today. <laughs> Hot take. Take it or leave it. But here Y'all, we are. we did a poll on Instagram. Yeah, on Nico's Instagram, actually, she did it. And it was asking about lies that you believe. Here's what's crazy. I think so often we don't recognize what lies we believe. And I know that this just went from like super lighthearted to super deep. But but we got a lot of good stuff today. So yeah. And I feel like that can happen truly in life. You're like going about your day and all of a sudden something hits you and you spiral. Yes. And it's like, what, what just happened? And you feel sad girl, all the feels like sad girl hour comes and you're, what happens is that you've been believing a lie that somebody said something and it triggered a lie affirmed something that you already believe about yourself i'm not good enough i'm rejected nobody likes me nobody wants me i'm ugly god can't use me whatever it is yeah it's crazy so kind of exactly what laura said we asked this question of what lies do you daily tell yourself and hear the most and y'all it was i mean my heart was breaking i'm gonna be honest when i was reading through y'all's messages i think it's the most message box whatever i've ever gotten responses like the most responses yeah yes and y'all it was it was heartbreaking because of how many there were, but it was also heartbreaking because of how I related to every single one of them. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? The enemy is not smart. Yeah. He is manipulative and he's crafty, but he tells us the same things over and over in different ways, but it's all the same lie. Ugh. And it was just sad. And so truly the point of this episode is that we got so many responses and we want to go through the top few 
and debunk them for you so that when you hear those lies, you can remember this episode and go, no, 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 Laura and Nico helped me debunk that because this is what Jesus actually says when you hear those lies. Yeah, absolutely. Here's what God's word says. I think another thing we should do, Nico, is whether this episode or next is just help people recognize what are the lies. Yeah. Because so often the emotion hits us, but we don't really quite understand where it's coming from or why. Yeah. I think they could go listen to our episode on Crazy Girl Spiral. Listen, y'all, go listen to Crazy Girl Spiral. The listens from that episode like skyrocketed. Yes. So listen to that first and then come to this one because then you're going to be able to notice when they come. But then this is how you're going to be able to debunk them. I love it. Should we jump in? I think we should. That's great. So number one is honestly the one that we got the most and we got it in all different types of wording, but it was basically the idea of I'm not skinny enough or pretty enough for a guy to love me. This makes me so mad. Honestly, not for the girls. Like it makes me so mad because our culture has been so mean. Yeah. Like our culture has literally told you that. And, 100%. Every and movie. Guys have fallen into that. 100%. But guess what? If you live in Africa, they're not looking for skinny girls. Yeah. I hate to put it to you, but if you're a skinny girl going to Africa looking for love, they're going to be like, sorry, don't want you. Back in the day here, what was considered quote unquote beautiful yes. was pale skin and thick curves. Yeah. And now, in, sometime in the 90s, what the culture, what media told us was a standard of beauty was like, anorexia skinny and it's like nobody can read nobody can live up to that yeah so i think in order to debunk that lie ladies is first recognize the influence that culture has on that and realize that it's the culture that's telling you it's not a lot of times the guys necessarily but also in my own life i heard this in a sermon and it has truly been the biggest way for me to believe that because if you know my story you've listened to my story on this podcast you know that i believe if i'm thin i'm loved if i'm not then i'm unlovable And I was in church the other week and the pastor goes, there's this thing called miracle of sight. And he was talking about it with his wife and how at first he was like, you know, I just thought my wife was the hottest thing I ever did see. But then she did not like me. And then all of a sudden the Lord gave her the miracle of sight. And let me tell you what that means real fast, because it's changed my perspective when I think about dating. When I heard that line, it made me think about, okay, if God gives someone the miracle of sight towards someone, that means that he's opening their eyes to find you attractive do you think that has anything to do with your weight your height your looks no it's a miracle of sight that the lord gave this person eyes to see you and i look back in my own life like i was dumped at my thinnest Mm. i've also had boyfriends at my biggest Mm. and it's reaffirmed this idea of it has nothing to do with my weight but god's sovereignty and god's giving this man a miracle of sight towards you and so to debunk that live when you say if i was just skinnier if i was just prettier this guy would choose you god goes no no no. i just haven't opened his eyes to see you in that way let's camp on this one for a second because i feel like there's so much here i totally agree truly okay here's the thing some guys really are thinking that that's, that's the reality and i'm sorry for that and mature guys are not mature godly guys yeah, are not godly mature believers they, i mean they're not thinking that colby my husband for example i'm the most secure i've ever been and i'm the largest most i mean i just had a child totally. and i wasn't the girl that's like I, I can keep running marathons when i'm pregnant like you're like no 
I, I straight up, like I have a whole different body than I did. Yeah. I gained 65 pounds in pregnancy and it's still here. Like here we are. And my husband affirms me and he looks at me and he's like, you are so beautiful. And there is something that goes deeper than surface. So one, I'm sorry that boys have fallen into pornography, fallen into cultural lies and looked at you and said, you don't measure up. Totally. And I want to encourage you to, I was on a boat on Memorial day and I remember sitting next to this guy and he is taking one of my good friends out on dates and he started talking about why he was interested in my friend. And he goes, you know, a couple years ago, the Lord just changed my heart and he changed my eyes and I'm no longer attracted to the things that this world has told me I need to be attracted to for most of my life. This guy is a really good looking guy. And he goes, I'm looking for a wife with noble character. And I don't care about the outside anymore. I want someone that can sit with me in my pain, can sit with me in my grief, that can champion me and encourage me. I just don't care about the things of this world anymore. Wow. And y'all, he's the type of guy that you would look at and go, he's a really good looking man. Mm. And he was sitting there saying, I don't care. Wow. And so, yes, is our culture feeding you this belief that if you're thinner, you get the guy? Yes, because every single movie is this extreme home makeover, an extreme makeover story of like, oh, if you just lost the weight, if you just did this, if you just did that, you would get that. But God goes, where in my Bible does it say that you need to improve in order to get? No, you need to trust and I will give. I give good gifts to my children, but it's never because you're you finally lost those 10 pounds. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Like, what about the girl who feels like all my friends are getting married or have someone and it's because they're prettier than I am. Totally. And that is so hard. And I feel that y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. All my friends are married. Yeah. Every single one of them. And it is so easy to go down that rabbit trail of, Oh my gosh, if I just wore more, ma- more makeup, if I didn't gain this weight, if I just did this and the Lord is just kind. And he goes, do you believe that I, it literally says in scripture, he does not withhold. Good. From those who are, walk up rightly. Yeah. And I had this moment the other day where I was kind of going down the spiral of, oh my gosh, like, is my ex dating someone or why does she have a boyfriend? And the Lord just whispered, I don't withhold. Mm. And it's so easy to think that God withholds or this thing isn't happening to us because blank, but God goes, when you go down that rabbit trail, you need to remember my character and I'm a good loving father and I don't give gifts when you have arrived. Mm-hmm. I don't give your friend a husband because they were blank and you're not. I give good gifts in the seasons I give good gifts because it's their best for their spiritual walk, for their good in my glory. Mm-hmm. And just because you're still single does not mean I'm withholding. Does not mean you need to change or strive in order to get. Here's what's crazy. The whole premise of this lie is basically saying God messed up. Yes. Because I would be in a different position in life or this would happen or that would happen if God didn't make me this way. Yes. Or you can spiral into the shame and guilt of like if I didn't eat X or or whatever. But regardless, here's what you need to know. Proverbs 21.1 is one of my favorite verses. It says, the king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Mm. So think of a river that literally has all these like crooks and turns that are unexpected and surprising. The scriptures literally say that a person's heart is like that, that if, if God wants that person's heart turned towards you, it's going to be. If God wants a guy to look at you and say, that's the one that I choose, it's going to be. So if you have beef, take it up with God. 
Yeah, and it's so easy to fall in that belief, though. And I believe this is and the enemy's biggest lie and biggest trick is it's because you're blank. Yeah, yeah. And that was a ton of the lies that we got. I'm too much. Yeah. I'm not enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. I don't make enough money. And it was all these things that I think we're clinging to in order to make sense of our current situation. When oh, God yeah, is like, good. stop trying to figure out why something is happening. Rather, have a palms up posture and go, God, I believe you're good even when I'm single. Yeah. I believe you're in control even when my friends are all married and I'm not. Because yeah. you know what? Here's the thing that I feel like God has been teaching me lately. And I'll never forget this. was after my last breakup. I heard him say, Nicoletta, you know what you want, but I know what you need. Mm. And that was this groundbreaking moment of going, all I know and all I can see is what I want. It's this guy. It's this job. It's this body. And God goes, but I know what you need. And that comes down to you going, okay, who do I believe God to be? Yeah. Because if you believe that he's a God who is in control of everything in the world, he created you perfectly and with intention. He did not make a mistake. You need to then back up a few steps and go, when I sit here and say, if I was just skinnier, if I was just more successful, if I was just this, God's going, no, 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 daughter. I made you with perfect intention. And what I see is good. Okay. I want to talk about this a little bit more because here is something just food for thought. If you break this lie down, you're saying, I'm not pretty enough for a guy to love. But here's the thing. If God wanted a guy to quote unquote love you and being pretty enough is what it took, then he would make you pretty enough. Like yeah. he could have done that. Like he has the power. Job 42 two says that no purpose of the Lord's can be thwarted. Like nothing, none of God's plans, none of them can be messed up. God could have made you that way. And God doesn't need you to be a certain way to accomplish a certain thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So if God wanted a guy to love you, then he wouldn't put a condition on it. Oh, if you'll just drop, drop 10 pounds or, ooh, you know what? You just aren't wearing enough makeup today or he would just like made you. a little bit of extra money. Maybe that guy would pay attention to you. And that's what I'm saying by start noticing the lies you're believing because that is not the voice of our heavenly father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if our yeah. God is a good, kind God, and that's the word I've been meditating on a lot about is the idea of God being kind. Mm. Like, take that in for a moment. Do you actually believe God is kind? Yeah. Because you believe that he's powerful. You believe that he knows everything. You believe that all these things. But when you take a step back and you go, no, 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 my God is kind. To me. To me. And a kind God would never look at you and go, mm, if you're just a little prettier, he might choose you. <sighs> One of the most powerful moments in my life was on the way back from um, a trip to Colorado. I had just gone through a breakup. I was really struggling. It was heartbreaking. It was the first like really solid Christian guy I had dated. Yeah. And we broke up. I'm on the way back from this trip with a bunch of other single people. And I was just talking to a friend. Her name's Emily Utz about the breakup. And she looked at me and she said, Laura, I don't know what to tell you. I just know that God doesn't talk to us that way. That's good. And I will never forget that because the script I'd been rehearsing in my head 
was just mean. It was just downright mean. And she just was like, God doesn't talk to us that way. It's such a sobering reminder that a lot of the stuff that we hear in our heads, especially after something hard like a breakup, it, that just isn't the voice of God. Totally. It just, it absolutely isn't. So take an inventory of the thoughts that are in your head. That's good. And start asking yourself, like, is this from God or is it not? I've literally made a list before where I'd like write things down that I feel. For instance, like, I want to be married to a godly man. Yeah. Is that from God or is that from the enemy or is that from my flesh, like my person? That's so good. And that one is like, oh, that's from God. Therefore, I'm not going to feel condemned for that. I'm not going to feel shame for that. Yeah. That's a good desire, you know? Totally. And uh, I would find scripture to match what that is. Idolizing, like putting that on a pedestal, needing that to be okay. That's from either my flesh or the enemy. So unpacking that. That's And so anyways, taking an inventory of your thoughts and then the things that you tell yourself or the things that you hear, like I'm not blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, did God say that? Gosh, that is literally the lie of the garden. If you go back to Genesis 1 through 3, that is where our sin came into this world because the enemy looked at Eve and goes, did God really say that? Truly. Did he really say you shouldn't do this because he knew that if you did get that, you'd be like God. And the thing is, like I said, the enemy is not smart. He just says the same lie over and over in different ways. And Eve, our world, fell to sin because the enemy told her, basically, you aren't enough. Let me get you to a place where you are enough and God is not enough for you. And it's yeah. the same crap we're believing today. Okay, listen, I agree with you. And I also, when people say that the enemy isn't smart, I'm like, I think he is. <laughs> I'm like, he's so smart because he knows that we're susceptible to the same tune over and over and over. He knows how to, where to hit us. Yeah, he knows but the exa- battle's already won, yet we continually fall prey to his lies. Totally, totally. Uh, this really stinks. Okay, so um, are we on track? Not skinny enough, pretty enough? We've, <laughs> we've given you guys so much. Like, forgive us if we're like, whatever. But I think reality is to wrap this up is that I want you to do an inventory. And what Laura meant by that is write out the lies that you're hearing in your head. I've made so many girls that I mentor do this, where write down the things that are holding you back. So if you are constantly hearing, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. Y'all, there is scripture in the Bible that will say the complete opposite. And when that lie starts to come in, you get to go, no, because this scripture in the Bible says that I am. Okay, let's address that one then. I'm not enough, because that was one of the ones that somebody listed. That was the next one. That was top. Okay, I'm not enough. Again, you're saying I'm not enough for, for what? I'm not enough to feel confident. I'm not enough to what? That's good. And... The Bible says I have that, that God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. Mm. Everything you need. You have enough. You have everything you need for life and godliness. So there is no such thing as not enough. And there's also a such thing as not enough in a sense of like performance. Because guess what? You're right. You're not enough. That's why Jesus had to come and die for you. Mm. Mike freaking drop, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And we keep chasing these things of the world thinking that we're eventually going to arrive. But God's like, hey, I died for the fact that you're not enough. It literally, like, the gospel, ladies, is God going, hey, you're never going to be enough to spend eternity with me. Yeah. Because of your sin, because of your brokenness, because of that time that you slept with that guy, because of that time that you got drunk. No matter how hard you try, you will never meet the standard of perfection. Yeah. Therefore, I had to send my son to die for you so that you could reach the standard when you believe what 
he did in the cross. Yeah. Therefore, you are made enough because now I see my son in replace of your sin. And it's been this thing for me in this journey lately of God going, you're right, Nicoletta. You're not enough alone. You, Nicoletta, are not enough. But I love you enough to send my son so that your brokenness is made whole, pure, and righteous. That's good. And is this reminder of God going, but do you believe I'm enough? Mm, wow. Do you believe that I'm enough for you? Because you're going to keep ch- chasing after all these things that are going to tell you that if you just get thinner, if you get the guy, if you get the job, if you get the car, you're going to be enough. But you get it and you still feel empty. Mm. But the question is, is where do you want to find what you're constantly looking for? The thing that you're constantly searching for is Jesus. Wow. In unconditional love. That's good. But you're chasing after everything else but the only thing that will satisfy. Yeah. So yes, ladies, you're not enough. Yeah. When you lose a weight, still not going to be enough. You get the best husband on the planet Earth, still not going to be enough. But God goes, I'm enough for you. Okay, let's break this down into two different things. This just hit me. Because there's like the biblical sense, like you were just talking about, Nico, that is so true. You're not enough for Jesus, but Jesus is enough for yeah. you. You're just not enough when it comes to anything biblical, when it comes to being a good person. You're not enough. Yeah. When it comes to earning God's love, you're not enough. It's not going to happen. That's what Jesus is for. But when it comes to other things, I think what we do is we say, I'm not enough for. And what we're missing is really unpacking what that next part of that sentence is. I'm not enough for what? What do you think you have to be enough for? And who told you that? Mm. So you're not enough for what? You're not enough for a relationship. You're not enough for a group of friends who love you. You're not enough of what for what. So then there's another thing. You're not enough of what. You're not you're not enough. You don't have the a big enough personality. You don't have a small enough personality. Mm. You you know what is it? You're not enough of what for what. And then here's the thing. Did God really need you to be that to get that? Yeah. The answer's no. That's so good. And I love in Ephesians how it talks about too. It says you are God's masterpiece. And I love that line because it's just been able to allow me to sit in this place of I don't need to be blank because I believe that God says that right here, right now, at this weight, in this relationship status, in the job that I have, I'm a masterpiece. Wow. And when you take a step back and you actually believe that, that's when you no longer need to ask the question, am I enough for blank? Because then you go, I don't need to prove that I'm enough for blank because I'm God's masterpiece and that's enough. Wow. I love it. You know what I mean? And that is totally. what the Lord has been refining me. He goes, Nicoletta, when are you going to get it? You don't need to do anything else. You don't need to earn anything else. Like, you are good. You are cherished. You are loved. And that is the thing is, that was the saddest part, y'all. Every single message that I got started with, I'm not enough for blank. Mm. I would be enough if, when, how, but, whatever. And the word enough was said over and over and over again. But what if you just started, like, I want to talk, I want to dialogue. What should I replace that with, Laura, when I start to hear, like, if I was just blank enough? I would say I don't need to be more. I need more of. And here's what I mean by that. I don't need to be more gentle to have better friendships. Oh, sorry, baby. Baby is like, I don't want to be gentle. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> You're enough, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. You need Jesus too, girl. Um, I would say 
I need more of the Holy Spirit to help me in this area without a desired outcome. That's good. Does that, you know, is that helpful? Yeah, and I think it's, it makes me think of this idea of may you increase and may I decrease, God. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the bigger God gets in your life, the smaller you're going to get and the smaller these insecurities are going to be. And the more that you trust Jesus, the more you fall in love with Jesus. Yeah. You, these lies get smaller. I Yeah, that's really good. I would also add this too, that maybe that desired outcome that you think you need to be enough of something for is the worst thing for you. Yeah, Maybe God's protecting you against that. If, that is so good. If you had whatever it takes to have that, if you had the personality it takes for that guy to notice you and to like you and the looks, you might be in a really bad marriage for the rest of your life. That is so good. I was talking to a friend about this the other day, actually, because I think if you listen to my previous podcast, I did a program at my church and gained weight. And my friend was like, and I just believe so strongly the lie that a lot of you guys wrote down was just this like oh my gosh well if i gain weight or if i don't look a certain way i will not be loved i will not be chosen and my friend was so kind and she goes nicolette i hope that if god has marriage for you it's in a season where you don't feel your best so that Mm. it's proven to you that it has nothing to do with the way that you look but who you are because people don't want to be your friend because you're thin people don't want to be your friend because you're outgoing or because you're this and i People have just spoken this over me a lot this last year of like, hey, Nicoletta, you have permission to be. You have permission to be. And I want to speak that over those who are listening. You have the permission to be who you are. And and yeah. And not be better. Mm. Because that's what this is, is when you hear the lie that you're not enough, it's simply saying, be better. And even when it comes to performing, quote unquote, in your Christian walk, Totally. Knowing that you're, you're you're striving for holiness or whatever it is, God's the one who does that. Like That's so it's good. God who works in you to will and act according to His good purposes. The scriptures say. So you all you can do is come and bring whatever you have, which is pretty much nothing, and say, "I'm here. Gosh. Use me. Help me. I can't be X enough. I don't even know if you need me to be, and you probably don't. But I can't." And I, and I need you. Yeah. And God is just, once again, he's saying, daughter, just be. Yeah. Be the masterpiece that I created. You know, I think back on a lot of relationships that I've had versus Colby, the marriage that I'm in right now. Well, ever. The marriage that I'm in forever. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm gladly stuck. Gladly stuck. Yeah. I think back on all the guys that I was so gung-ho about and how I felt with them. And there was this insecurity that I always felt like I didn't measure up. There was this element of I had to be something. And I didn't even, I wouldn't have even recognized it had I not known what's healthy. And having Colby where it's like, I just had a child. My love handles go on for days. (laughs) Like the shape of my body is Humpty Dumpty (laughs) fell down. You know what I mean? And can't get put back together. And my husband looks at me and delights in me in a way that I'm like, okay, bro, I know you don't think I'm the sexiest thing that has ever walked the face of the earth, but you are totally and completely in love with me and you want to be close to me and you look at me and you're like, wow, you are beautiful, you know? And that's what I'm saying about the miracle of sight. Yes. Because God, from the beginning, he gave the miracle of sight that even when you gain weight, he goes, 
it's I never loved Laura for the way that she looked because God gave me a miracle of sight to see her in a way that makes me go, I want to choose you and love you despite whatever you look like on the outside. I'm choosing you for you. Maybe we just need to do this episode to tell these girls if he's making you feel insecure at every turn. Yeah, get out. And y'all, it is better to be single than in a relationship that you constantly have to strive in. Oh my gosh. And I love when you were talking because the word that kept coming to mind was this word secure. Yeah. And I'm sure that's how you probably feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's our heavenly father. Absolutely. And guess what? It is so foreign these days. So foreign. How often do you meet girls and you look at them and you think, wow, they're really secure. Yeah. Or that girl is so secure. You can think confident, but usually the confidence can kind of bleed into arrogance, which is really insecurity. And it's based on things built on the sand and not on the rock. So it's like... Okay, when where do you look at a girl and think she's secure? That's actually where my daughter's name came from. No way. Yeah, Oakley, an oak of righteousness. That's so cool. And there's uh, Psalm 1 talks about a tree planted by streams of water. Its leaves don't wither in time of drought. It it never ceases to bear fruit. And there's this picture of a tree that is so deeply rooted mm. and that it's continually getting nourishment. No matter what comes its way, it's continually getting nourishment and bearing fruit. That's there's so a security good. there that that tree has. The roots are grounded. The roots are deep. That tree is not looking around needing to be loved or wanted it's like i have my source i have my nourishment and now i can provide for other people because i'm not looking to other people to provide for me yeah you're not looking to the left or the right you're looking up Mm. and i think that is my encouragement to you ladies is with this lie i want you to flip and go lord make me secure in you Mm. don't let me find security in the way that i look or in someone choosing me or in the job or the car or my personality, my security is in you. And when you find security in the one that created you, the one that will never leave you, never forsake you, sees you as absolute perfection, that's when you get to walk into a room going, I don't care if I just gained 10 pounds and you don't like me because of that, I'm secure in the one that made me. And it's like this over, you know, you want to be around that person. Yeah. And it's so not about this belief that if i was just blank and y'all we know those girls and i've been that girl laura you've been that girl of just like if i was just blank oh totally but you and, and, but and people i'll sense it okay but and i'll be honest yeah people sense it that's so true and i'll be honest there was an element of that that was actual like it was the reality to some extent like i could have gotten ex guys if i had looked differently totally And there was a time where I lost the weight and did get those guys. And it was, oh my gosh, thank God I did not end up with them. You just don't want that guy. You do not. Y'all, here's the thing. Is the enemy has you in a chokehold when you are constantly striving to lose weight in order to get the guy? Because let's say you do lose the weight and you do get the guy. You're also going to lose the guy when you gain the weight back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Once again, it just goes back to that thing that I just feel like I, we started this episode back with and what the Lord's been teaching me is I give the miracle of sight. There is nothing you can do to manipulate your way into what I have for you. And if you do manipulate your way into what you want, it's not going to be lasting because it's no longer a miracle. 
it's manipulation. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what I good. mean? Like, ask yourself, do I want my love story to be a miracle or a manipulation? Wow. <laughs> that <I> preach. <laughs> Just put that at the top of your journal. But for real, because we've been in those relationships oh my where gosh, we manipulated true. our way into it. Absolutely. They're like, dang, Laura's hot. I want to date her. Okay, great. Do you want to date me for my heart or for my body? I don't know. And here's, we've talked a lot about physical appearance. This applies to everything. For me, I had this insecurity that guys only liked me because I had talent. And it bled deep. And there was some element that was like true. Guys were captivated. I I did country music for 10 years. And I would travel and play. And I'd be the little country singer on stage that had blonde hair and was like, what's up, y'all? And whatever. And the guys were captivated. And they dropped me as soon as they found me. You know what I mean? Like, They liked the idea. They liked the idea of me. Just as quickly as they felt, quote, unquote, head over heels, they would fall out of out of love, out of love. Like, talk about, let's make that a country song <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to the manipulation part you it, know what i mean well, they, it was never the miracle of sight it was the idea of laura absolutely and this can apply to so many different things whatever it is for you if it's a personality trait yeah if it's work on your character and don't be blind like, if you are so loud that people have to cover their ears or something like that have your friends tell you you know ask them yeah. hey is there something that's off like what is it we're going to do differently. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but just know that God's in control of that too. Yeah. You know? Y'all, oh gosh, I'm just going to say it again. You're a masterpiece. Yeah. If so you've got a yeah. big personality, granted, use community. Like, if you're that girl that's like walking into a room and like, a, you know, yeah, you're covering yeah. your ears, be, have wisdom and discernment. But your big personality is potentially God's best thing about you that he gave you. Absolutely. That you're going to have more influence in a room than someone that's introverted but that introvert is going to have gifts and talents that that extrovert will never have but Mm. because both are masterpieces in their own way Mm. and so i want us to stop believing the lie that the enemy clearly has hold of in every single one of our lives because it was hundreds of y'all saying that i'm not enough i'm not enough i'm not enough but you are yeah because of what jesus did on the cross you're a masterpiece you don't need to manipulate your way into proving you are yeah. Because what God did on the cross, he said, it is finished. And you know what's finished? You striving. Yeah. You trying. Yeah. You impressing and improving in order to get love. God's like, you already loved right here, right now. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of the story of M- Mephibosheth. Yes. Which, like, oh, I love say, that story. Say that five times fast. Don't even try it, y'all. <laughs> You'll get tongue-tied. Okay. Um, in the Old Testament, there's a story of a crippled guy who was given a place at the king's table. And... He had no reason to belong there, yet he was given a permanent place of belonging. He was given permanent acceptance. And it wasn't because he could offer anything to the king. It wasn't because he... Yeah, he was crippled. He was crippled, which nowadays, you know, we see his handicap and we like sometimes honor those people. Back then, that was a sign of shame. Yeah. It was like, what have you done to become this way? And so the fact that, that the king looked and said, I want you to have a place here yeah. and, and you are permanently going to have a meal. You're permanently going to have a seat at this table, which is exclusive. You're permanently going to belong here. It's, it's the story of what God does to us Gosh. that says, I don't care if you don't have legs, you permanently belong at my table at the King's table. I don't care if you talk too much or if you're too loud, guess what? Peter talked too much. One of the disciples that I chose and he he had a special place with me and did i think he talked too much absolutely but i still chose him you know oh, <laughs> and, i love that imagery of god just looking at 
every single one of our listeners and going, you have a permanent place with me. Mm. Even on the days you don't do your quiet time, you have a permanent place with me. The days where you end up in a guy's bed, you have a permanent place with me. And once again, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy that we need to strive, we need to earn in order to earn God's love. But here's the deal, y'all. You don't. That's good. Wow. This is good. Okay. So we had a list of like 21 lives and we just, we looked at each other and we we're like, let's, let's just talk about these. Yeah. So here are a couple, we might do this episode again and address some of the other lies, but we hope if you are struggling with insecurity, with not feeling enough or feeling like, um, you need to be more to receive love. We hope this episode has been helpful. Share it with your friends. Yeah. Uh, write some things down. Maybe what we need is to wake up every morning and write down all the reasons that we can be godly confident. Yeah. We're just debunking the lies. Wake up in the morning going, God, I'm going to repent of the lies that I believed yesterday and I'm going to walk in freedom today. Let's go. We love you guys. As always, reach out at Caller Holy. Share with your friends. And if you will, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps other people when they're scrolling through what to listen to. It helps other people look and say, oh, okay, people have found this podcast helpful versus some cultural thing that is really unhelpful for them to listen to. Totally. Y'all, as always, we love you and have a great day. 